Welcome to Leading Innovation, the podcast designed to help you master the art and practice of leading the next big breakthrough of your organization. I'm your host, John Lowry. Over the last 15 years, I have helped companies and organizations find new ways of adding value to the world. Now, I want to help you. Whether you know it or not, innovation is the key to your organization's survival. But leading innovation is perhaps one of the biggest mysteries for business leaders today. Leaders know they have to do it, but they have little idea in terms of how to get to A to Z when it comes to innovation. Through this podcast, it is my goal to give you a starting point and to teach you the skills you need for creating a culture of innovation within your company or organization. With that said, let's get into episode one of Leading Innovation. We live in a world today that is growing increasingly complex. The world has never been closer together and yet at the same time has never been so diverse. And as we think about living on earth here in the 21st century, we see a world that is rapidly changing. This is true in business. This is true in education. This is true in government. This is true in all sectors of our lives. And we find ourselves at a place to where what worked in the 20th century, we now realize is not going to work in the 21st century. And as a result of that, there is a tremendous amount of change that is required in order to keep up with all that's happening. If you think about just the pace of change, it's overwhelming, isn't it? I mean, think about it in terms of just information. There is more information being produced in a matter of days than perhaps what was being produced before in a matter of years. If you think about it just in terms of technology and the way that technology is influencing the world, there is not an industry, there is not a business today that is not reliant upon technology in one way, shape, or another. Technology has become overwhelming in its influence on the business world and on other sectors of our society. And so the one thing that will be constant as we move through the 21st century is this notion of change. And as we think about change and as we think about leading through change, one of the things that will be very, very important for leaders is to understand innovation, understand how to come up with new and innovative ideas, but perhaps even more significant than that, understanding how it is to take new innovative ideas and to make those ideas reality, knowing that within society, within organizations, within companies, there is resistance to change. There's inertia. Ideas are things that when you put them in the context of a complex organization, they are things that people try to kill because they're threatened by the change that it might bring. They're threatened by what it might do to their position. There are a hundred reasons in terms of why organizations, for whatever reason, just tend to kill new ideas. And so one of the leader's challenges going forward is to say, how do I create an environment to where new ideas can be embraced, new ideas can be 
fairly considered. And new ideas can be something that can bring about change that will allow a company to thrive going forward. That's what this podcast is all about. There are a lot of innovation podcasts out there. I love listening to them. A lot of them focus on new ideas and the way that these new ideas come about. And there is a ton to learn there. What I want to do in this podcast is to invite you into perhaps a little bit of a different conversation. In this particular podcast, I want you to think with me about all the things that are required from a leadership and a management standpoint in order to make new ideas successful, in order to give new ideas a voice, to give them a chance to become reality. And so with that, what we recognize is that with each idea, there has to be really strong leadership and there has to be skills that will then take that idea and to make it successful. And those are the skills that we want to explore in this podcast. And we're going to be inviting experts and people that have done it to come and to share with us how they did it. We're going to be inviting others who are experts in this particular skill area to help us understand how we can use that skill to bring about a new idea and to make it something that is impactful. And so if you think about a new idea, if you think about innovation, and that's really what innovation is, innovation is a new way to create value for people. Most of the time, innovation starts with an observation. And then in observing a problem or in observing something that isn't going as well as it could, there then is an idea for how it can be better, for how it can be stronger, for how you can do more with less. All of those different things, those drive innovation. And out of it comes something that is new, but it comes in the context of not knowing for sure if it will work. And so it comes in the context of having to be tested, having to be prototyped, having to be put into action. And once it's put into action, now we learn a lot. We learn about what works and what doesn't. And as a result of that, that idea or that product or whatever it is gets refined. And then finally, it's this refined idea that ultimately gets to market. And yet in that process, there are a lot of things that are working against it, no matter how good the idea is. And so some of the skills that are necessary to come alongside that idea so that it can survive the rigors of the resistance to change. Those ideas are things like leadership, things like communication, planning, conflict management, emotional intelligence, listening, how to create buy-in, how to generate collaboration amongst people and perhaps even amongst industries. Yet there's also some skills that are important that may be a little surprising to folks, but are very true in terms of a new idea surviving. So for example, there are new ideas to where as a result of those ideas, there are winners and losers. There are some people that will benefit from that new idea becoming reality, and there are some people that won't. And so as a result of that, there are moments where leaders have to be competitive There are also moments where leaders have to be willing to stand alone as a disruptive force. But these skills, these are necessary as well, because again, not everyone is going to embrace every new idea 
depending upon how that new idea impacts them, whether or not it's good for the larger whole. So innovation, it matters because our world needs it. If you don't change, you are going to die. And that is just the reality in the world that we live in. And then as we think about innovation, we've got to think about it in the context of bringing about innovation in the midst of processes that are already in place, policies that are already in place, systems and governments and markets and all of those things that already exist. Innovation almost always happens in that context. And so what I often tell leaders is before you bring a new idea to the table, or as you go into a new company to lead it or a new organization to lead it, one of the first things and most important things to do is to bring about a culture of innovation, to create an environment that will embrace change. Now, the reason why we've got to do that is because we know that the world is going to change and there's a very good likelihood that the industries that we work in and the customers that we serve, that there also is going to be changes in terms of how those industries operate and the needs of those particular customers. So let me give you an example of a moment where there was a lot of change that took place and it required more action. Uh, this moment really comes from a small little village in Choyuteca, Honduras. I had the opportunity to go and visit this village. I lived there actually for about six weeks one summer. I was a student at Pepperdine University. I was doing my undergraduate degree. I had all of these Spanish requirements. And frankly, I wasn't very good at Spanish. I struggled. And so as a result of that, what I decided to do was to go and do an immersion program. I thought that might be something that would allow me to learn it better. And so I picked this study abroad program down in Choyuteca, Honduras. I went down there. I took a bunch of classes. When we weren't in class, we were building a medical clinic for the town of Choyuteca. As we were going about Choyuteca, there was a river that ran right through the heart of this city. It was the Choyuteca River. It was one of the largest rivers in Honduras, a massive waterway. And the bridge that allowed people to travel over this river, the way I describe it is I say, if you didn't believe in prayer prior to getting to the edge of that bridge, uh, you became a believer really fast. Because as you looked at that bridge, you could tell that that bridge was old, that that bridge probably had a lot of structural problems. There was no way in the world that that bridge would pass an inspection by engineers who are looking at it. And yet every day there was people that were traveling over that bridge. And I had the opportunity to travel that old bridge as well. Finally, a couple years later, after I had the opportunity of being in Choyuteca, it was actually the Japanese that came in. And as a humanitarian effort, the Japanese built a new bridge for the people of Choyuteca. Now, this was a beautiful bridge, incredibly engineered, well-constructed, very, very confidence-building. When you got to the edge of that bridge, you knew that that bridge was going to hold. That was going to be a bridge that would serve this town well for decades and decades to come. Unfortunately, 
the most popular picture of that bridge is actually a picture of that very same bridge. And yet it's an awkward picture. It's a crazy scene. You look at it and you scratch your head because you don't know what just happened. Because the picture that you see is a picture of this bridge and the bridge connects nothing. And the waterway, the Choyuteka River, that the bridge allowed people to travel over, well, that river is actually flowing next to the bridge, not under the bridge. You can imagine how funny that looks in terms of just taking a look at that scene. And yet what happened here was the Japanese came in and they didn't build the bridge in the wrong place. They actually built it in the right place and the bridge served the people of Choyuteka very well for years. But what happened in October of 1998, I believe, Hurricane Mitch hit the country of Honduras. Hurricane Mitch dropped 100 inches of rain on the country of Honduras over the course of a weekend. Now that rain, as you can imagine, caused immense flooding. And literally the entire country of Honduras washed out into the Pacific Ocean through the Choyuteca River. Now, when the waters subsided, it was amazing. The land that the bridge connected, that land eroded away. It wasn't there anymore. And then the river that the bridge allowed people to travel over, travel across, well, it actually moved. And so here was a moment where the whole entire world changed. Uh, it was a natural disaster. And as a result of that, that city would never be the same because the river that the city was built around, that river had now moved, which required the building of a new city as well as the building of a new bridge. Now, what was interesting and what followed this, and I, I, I paid careful attention to it because I was interested in Choyuteka. What was interesting was that the Japanese looked at that scene and they looked at it with a tremendous amount of pride. Those engineers who built that bridge, boy, were they proud of their achievement. The contractors that actually built the bridge, wow, they accomplished something pretty instrumental. And as they looked at this scene, they looked at it with a tremendous amount of pride because they built a bridge that survived the storm of the millennium. This bridge couldn't be taken out by a major hurricane. That was an achievement from an engineering standpoint. But for the people of Choyuteka, when they look at that scene or when they get to the end of that road needing to cross the Choyuteka River and recognizing that there was no longer a bridge, you know what they said? They said, we need a new bridge. I think that's a metaphor for what's going on in the world today. I think it's a metaphor for why we need innovation and why innovation is so important. And I think that this particular scene is a calling to each of us to say, what do I need to do to prepare myself to be an innovator? What do I need to do to be someone who is ready to take new ideas and to take them through a process that will allow them to be very, very successful? Because the reality is, is that our world it's not too different from Choyuteka, Honduras. Our world, whether we're in healthcare or education or business or economics or social services, whatever it is that we're in, the reality is, is that whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a natural disaster, 
whether it's a new technology, whether it's the way people are behaving, this massive level of change is here. And the bridges that we are building or the bridges that we have built in the past, well, in many cases, those bridges are obsolete. And we have customers and we have clients and we have people that we serve and we have students and patients and all these different kinds of people that we interact with that are looking to us as leaders saying, we need a new bridge. Hence the moment of innovation. Now, the tension that we experience is that this need for innovation requires change. And what I've found is that people absolutely hate change, but they're more open to the idea of innovation. And so how is it that we can create an environment of innovation? How can we invite people into this process to where they can get so excited about what the future holds that they can put aside their resistance to change for just a minute? A lot of that has to do with how the leadership is done. For example, uh, there's a Harvard Business School professor that studied this, and what he's found is that change is actually under-communicated by about 10x. What that means is here's a moment of change and here's a leadership team that is leading that change. And the reality is, is they need to do 10 times as much communication as they are doing in order for that change to be successful. Those are the kind of moments that this podcast is going to be about. How is it that we bring about innovation How is it that we make this innovation successful and what are the skills that we need to do it? And so I welcome you on this journey. If you're a leader, this journey is for you. If you're someone that loves innovation, this journey is for you. If you're someone that's working in a complex organization that you know is going to need to change, this is going to be an important conversation to to be a part of. If you're a young entrepreneur, you're going to run into this as well because you might be operating independently and have a lot of room to run in terms of your ideas. But when it comes time to implement those ideas into a new industry or a new organization, here's your moment. You're going to run into this. Take healthcare, for example. I do a lot of consulting in the healthcare space. Healthcare's moved digital. Uh, medical records now are almost fully digital. That wasn't the case 10 or 15 years ago. And yet what healthcare has experienced is that the technology works, the technology makes a difference, but the biggest challenge that healthcare institutions have as it relates to moving more digital and to using technology in more elaborate ways is for people to actually use it, for people to actually input the data, for people to actually use that as the communication method with patients. It's the actual use of the technology that becomes so significant. And that has some to do with technology, but it also has some to do with leadership and communication and how it is that we're gonna work with people and prepare people to be ready, not only intellectually, not only practically, but even emotionally to embrace a new idea. So I invite you to come on this journey with us. There'll be a lot of learning, There'll be a lot of very practical ideas that you can take away from every single episode. 
And as a result of this, what I hope, what I hope is the end game of this is that through this podcast and through our conversations and through the people that we bring, that you will get new ideas that have a better chance of being successful because you've prepared yourself to create an environment of innovation. I look forward to sharing this journey with you. I hope you'll check back next week for the next episode.